my wonderful friend. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our pleasure to have you with us. Please stay for this hour as we have a very full program today. Asking right from the beginning to be part of this program. You can send us a text message with your thoughts, a question, a comment, and the number is 04-888-808-11. Please have this number safe because uh, we'll come with the offer a little bit uh, later. And you'll enjoy the offer for today also. But it's good to have with us uh, here in the studio today, uh, Tracy Papandreou. Welcome, Tracy. Hi, Nick, and hi to all the listeners. Tracy, it's always um, good to have you with us. Uh, Now, I know uh, next week we'll miss you. Uh, You take a day off um, once in a while. You are uh, still worshipping with uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide. Anything going on with, at Brighton uh, which you like to point out? Well, we do have coming up in the in next coming months. We've got a chip program that we're looking to uh, get in, get up uh, and running. So, for those people who are interested in uh, improving their health, uh, this program is quite extensive. It goes through uh, goes through diet, uh, exercise, it covers both the physical and the mental, goes into various uh, different aspects of health based on long-term research information. So, uh, you know, I I took part myself in this program about 15 years ago and we had people in our program who came in with uh, diabetes problems uh, and and um, most of them were able to reduce their medication. A couple actually got off their medication completely. There was one who was scheduled for um, a procedure uh, and she was able to cancel that p- procedure after changing her her diet. That's so, wonderful. You know, um, for people, you know, who maybe struggle, um, you know, I just just uh, uh, say, you know, contact us and uh, find out some more about about that program. We don't have. Uh, specific dates at this point in time, or do we? March. Um, Yes, but I don't think we've got specific dates, do we? uh, Yeah, no. Yeah, so so just flagging for for you that that's coming up. So uh, if if health is something that you're interested in, uh, then certainly um, jump on board with that. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And uh, we have also two ladies here which are very keen on health too. Uh, and uh, we have a health minute here, we'll call it at the moment. But uh, I think we call it uh, food for thought. That's right. But yeah, we may sure. do more than food on uh, on the health um, minute. And we have Naomi joining us today and also Emily. Uh, you'll come uh, just a little bit later uh, with that um, health uh, talk. Today, my dear friend listening today, don't miss uh, all of these uh, little segments here because uh, there are some good information there which may help you. As you just said, Tracy, you know, there are people who are uh, jumping on this sort of uh, good programs which are not only, you know, like those, um, you know, diets 
type of thing, you know, which you go through and then you fall back again. This is a more um, focus on lifestyle, mm. um, you know, and uh, yeah, the whole uh, package to say Holistic. so. Holistic. And we also have another program at Brighton coming up too, which is with um, Pastor Caden, and that's called Crossing the Jordan, Are We on the Borders of Heaven? And that's going to be March the 2nd at 11 a.m., and March the 9th at 11 and 2 o'clock. And that's about Sunday or Saturday, why it matters, and Sunday laws coming ready or not. So that's going to be in March. Beautiful. Because now, uh, Naomi, you are uh, attending, uh, um, how often you attend Brighton um, Church? Probably once a month. So I'll be at Grace Adventist Centre with Emily, and then I'll go to Brighton where Tracy is, and then Melrose Park, and then Queenstown. And just for our listeners, if they missed uh, last week, we were talking about you are here in Adelaide uh, yourself uh, and Emily uh, to do... Uh, you know, Bible work. What's that uh, Bible work? Explain just a little bit. Maybe, Emily, would you like to uh, share with us? Yeah, so pretty much our job involves finding people that want to know more about the Bible and we get to study with them. Wonderful. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's very intentional. And you know what? Uh, this is, you know, for me always, uh, it's, it's just, uh, I cannot describe it, but I'm thinking why people don't care about the most important thing in life which mm. is about eternal life and you know you, your job is to bring the awareness in the community to talk to people to share a little bit more about this because sometime in our daily you know activities we just focus on what we have to do every day and we just you know put aside the most important thing. That's what I like to call it. Yeah, so mm. And I think you have a very good uh, call, a good job, actually, to to be a Bible worker. No, we're so fortunate. It's we, crazy mate? that we actually get paid to do this. Wow, that's yeah. even better. <laughs> that's <laughs> even better. Well, we have to tell some of us, which we, yeah, some do volunteer work. So yeah. And to answer your question, why do people not think about the question that is so important? I think it's because they don't know. They don't actually know that there is such a thing as eternal life. A lot of people they know about Harry Potter and they know about Santa Claus and and all of the Marvel uh, superheroes, but they don't actually know that there is eternal life. That's such a thing. They think of God as like Santa Claus, something that's kind of a fantasy, mm. not real, because they just they maybe they didn't have that. They haven't talked to anybody about it. So that's um, what we can do. We can Satan's done a really good job in keeping people very distracted, mm. and their minds are focused on lots of other yeah, stuff. I, I know, I know. And you know, the, the, the whole theme for this week, it's about, um, is faith more than a crutch for the weak? I mean, is this, you know, uh, business to say so, you know, I mean, to know God, the Bible, and also it's just for the weak people. It's just for the maybe I heard about in my time when I was a bit uh, younger, you know, and I was in the show business at that time. I said, ah, oh, religion or to believe in God, it's something for when you retire, you know, when you, you know, or something like that, when you have a bit more time for that. Well, when you're worried that you're getting closer to the grave. Is it when you retire or when you expire? And, and yeah, but, you know, um, we find out that uh, um, faith is something wonderful. 
that you express your uh, beliefs in God, the one who created us, the one who sustained all things. That's, that's great. And we dealt with some questions during the week, like, uh, uh, what is faith, actually? And my dear friend, if you miss some of these programs, you can always go back to our uh, website, faithfm.com.au, or even better, uh, have you, Faith FM app on your device. Faith FM Australia. Make sure if you haven't downloaded that one that you ask for Faith FM Australia because you may go to Faith FM US. <laughs> but that will be really good because you can uh, go back and listen to any programs uh, which we um, broadcasted here on Faith FM. And, and that question was like, uh, what does it mean to walk by faith? Then uh, another question we dealt with was, is faith just a crutch for the weak? That was the, you know, I, and I believe you were on that uh, program with uh, Ricardo, uh, Emily Naomi, and, yeah, and Emily. Emily. And okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. And I think uh, a really big question to say then if, if faith is just for the weak and uh, you can really think about um, people like Abraham, Moses, Jesus, mm. they all had faith in their mm. Heavenly Father. Were they weak? Um, to quote, actually, Pastor Marty. Thank you, Pastor Marty, for that quote, because mm. I just thought that was amazing. Yeah. That, not, they were not weak, of course. So there's your answer. But they knew what was important in life. <laughs> and I've had that thrown at me when I became born again as well from um, somebody who clo- knew me, well, it's my ex-husband, actually, uh, knew me as a believer but not a born-again believer and then a born-again believer mm. and saw the difference and, you know, what is this, you know? Like, this is just for weak people, mm. you know? You never needed this before like mm. this, you know? So it's interesting when people don't understand what faith brings to a person's life, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, you know, it can be completely misconstrued with by those who don't understand the amazing things that come with it. Well, something that we talked about with Pastor Ricardo was that, you know, if faith is just a crutch, it'd be like if you broke your leg, of course you're going to use crutches because it would be foolish. So we talked also about that everybody has a crutch. Some people, you know, it could be alcohol or prescription drugs or, you know, fantasy world of movies. So we all have something that we retreat to. But what we know that faith in something that is strong, which is God, actually will help us. Yes. The others will not. They just cloud a little bit of what we're feeling, but it doesn't help us. Mm. That's that's great. And again, uh, uh, my dear friend, if you have a thought in regard to this, how do you look at faith? Um, how do you look at uh, the relationship uh, which we have with God is that just a, a crutch when we need God uh, mm. just to cry out to him because uh, we are broken or or is that um, everyday uh, lifestyle because we are, uh, keep talking about the lifestyle uh, then a question we asked was does faith exclude a reason because you know some people say hey guys you you just believe in that but you don't Blind question faith. you don't ask things is that is that true or not that i believe it's a very important question we asked uh, another one how did faith function in the ministry of Christ. And Naomi, you just uh, uh, mentioned that um, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, he um, exercised faith. And I believe that was uh, that was wonderful. And he taught the disciples to do that as well by example. 
a testimony mm. like what Tracy's saying. We can be a living testimony of, of faith. Wonderful. But hey, today we are going to focus a bit more on uh, how does faith change contemporarily, contemporary life? I mean, this is for me and you today. Mm. All of us with all those gadgets in the hands, you know, with um, uh, AI think and uh, so on and so forth. We are going to talk a little bit uh, faith in these days mm. and um, how that impacts our life. We take just a short uh, break here and we'll come back for the health minute. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back just in a moment. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And this is Faith FM, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. In studio with us is Tracy Papandreou and we have uh, Naomi and uh, Emily today sharing with us uh, under this segment uh, Food for uh, Top. And what have you prepared for us today, uh, Naomi and Emily? Oh, thank you, Nick. So today, last week we talked about um, tryptophan and, and we gave you the chia pudding recipe. Um, today we're going to be talking about water. And our questions are, why should I drink water? How much should I drink? And when should I drink water? So, um, Emily, why should I drink water? That's a very good question. <clears throat> and we know that if a healthy young adult, uh, if they do not drink, um, they could possibly live a few days, mm-hmm. um, maybe a week, but that would have to be a real cool environment. Um, but a sick person or an athlete, um, a labourer, you know, on a hot day, they need to drink much more. Mm. So I think we need to look at what happens if you don't drink. Mm. So some of the symptoms that you have with dehydration and if you feel thirsty, apparently it's too late. You're already dehydrated. Is that right, Emily? Yes, that's correct. So what should I, what other sort of uh, symptoms would I have if I'm dehydrated? Um, you'll probably experience dizziness. And um, you could experience dry skin and headaches is a real big one too. Mm. And dry mouth. Yeah. So if if we're dehydrated, what should we do immediately? You should drink, definitely Mm. drink. And you might need to take some electrolytes. As well. And if if I don't drink enough, um, like why, what happens like in a hot day? What happens to me if I'm not drinking enough? Well, if you don't drink enough, you actually lose quite a few litres on a hot day through Mm -hmm. perspiration. And when you don't drink, your cells actually shrink and um, the fluid flows into the blood vessels and it goes to the major organs to help them survive. And headache. So why why do we get a headache? Tell us why that happens. Yeah, I've always wondered this too. So when you get a headache, it's because... Uh, your brain is shrinking because of the lack of water. And then this causes um, the brain to be pulled away from the skull. And this puts pressure on the nerve cells. And that causes pain, which we know as headaches. Right. And the hallucinations, like I was reading about that, that's incredible that we would have hallucinations because apparently our nerve cells, they lose function and die. And so we can have, like you think of people out in the desert, they start to see an oasis or water that's not actually really there. Kidneys, now this was extraordinary. Kidneys fail first. Um, the kidneys, um, they filter out waste in our, in our body from all the, the different um, mechanics of the body. 
And so water is essential to excrete these toxins. So if we don't have enough, then these toxins, they, they float around in the body. Yes, that's right. But we've got good news because to prevent all these things from happening, it's simple. What is that? We drink water. Drink water. And so when we drink water, it passes through the stomach into the small intestine, um, which is about six metres long, by the way. And, and here it's actually absorbed into the bloodstream. Yes, and so water, it allows our blood cells to grow and reproduce and it lubricates the body, like especially the joints. Mm. And it's even like um, a shock absorber for our brain and for the spinal cord. And it delivers oxygen via the blood. And this was interesting about discs in your back. So a lot of people have back pain and I was reading yes. about and I've actually talked to people who've, who've done um, particular protocols about drinking a lot of water um, and because the discs actually, um, if, if, if you don't drink enough water, they can dry out and that what happens then is that you'll have a lot of pain in the discs. So they started drinking water, um, walking a lot, which helped to, to um, alleviate the back pain, but also to up their food intake, which were things like salads and also mm-hmm. fruit. Yes, that's very important. Yeah, and drinking a lot, it also helps with our skin hydration. Like I know for myself, I've really noticed the, a difference in my skin when I've been drinking the right amount. And yeah, it just gives us energy and for proper digestion. It helps with weight maintenance, mm. lots of things. And body temperature and also, True. as we talked about, improved kidney function. Now, um, our second one is how much water should I drink? Now, this is interesting. So there's... Uh, differences between, you know, how, how tall you are or what weight you are. So a good estimation, um, is if, if you're, for every kilo you are, you have 30 mils of water. So that would mean if you were, say, an average of, of 60 kilos, you would be drinking 1.8 litres. And because in Australia it's quite hot, and especially those in Perth, hello or to all my, our friends in Perth, because we've been having, They've been having 40 degrees practically every day. Crazy. So there, if you were that particular measurement of 60 kilos for 1.8 litres, you would drink a little bit more water. So you'd probably be over 2, two litres or 2.2 just to, to do that. Now, Emily, why should I drink? No, not why. We've done that. When should I drink water? <laughs> yeah, this is actually an important point. And um, many of us don't actually think about this, um, mm. but we learnt this, um, Naomi and I, we learnt this at the Mega Hills program. Yes, which we'll be, which is, we'll be talking about, um, in a few weeks, uh, about what that is. Um, but I can give you the website for it. It's Maker Hills, which is M-A-K-E-R-H-E-A-L-S dot org dot A-U. And, uh, that's a 10, day live-in program that they did here in November in Adelaide. They're going to be do- doing it again this October and they've got four times they're doing it in Western Australia. But if you go to that website, makeahills.org.au, you can find out more. But So what we learnt was that uh, when we drink is very important. So you should start, as soon as you wake up, start drinking water as soon, you, as, soon as you wake up in the morning. And before you have your breakfast, you need to stop drinking 30 minutes before eating. Now, why do we have to stop doing drinking, um, Emily, before we eat? What's the reason for that? Yes, the reason is, is that water dilutes our gastric juices. So that will interrupt how our food is digested. Absolutely. And then after breakfast, we start drinking water two 
hours after eating if it's just an, an average meal. If it's a really huge meal, maybe two or three hours, but average is two meal two hours after your meal, you can start drinking again. If it's just fruit, you've had a very light meal of fruit because that digests quickly, that would be 1.5 hours. Um, and then after that, um, you would then... Uh, Again, for your next meal, your lunch, you'd stop half an hour before lunch and then the same with the evening meal. Now, this doesn't take into account snacks, though, does it, Emily? Why is that? No, no. Well, if we stopped 30 minutes before we ate, we would not drink much, would we? No. And so we're going to be talking later another week about why we actually shouldn't snack between meals. So, um, But for this protocol, it's really about 30 minutes before the three main meals of the day. And then what you'll find is that you'll, you'll drink your uh, all of the water that you need in the day. It won't interfere with your digestion, but also don't drink a lot in the afternoon uh, because uh, you will actually have to keep getting uh, breaking of your sleep because you'll be getting up to go to the bathroom. So most of it will be done early in the day. Yeah, that is correct. Well, just if I could ask a quick question yes. here. I mean, you mentioned about if you're in Perth, 40 degrees, uh, you'll not wait maybe two, three hours after the meal yes, if you so need to to uh, hydrate a bit. You're looking over my shoulder. That's the next point. Exactly. So if you are out, maybe you're a labourer or you are out walking in the day, of course you can sip, sip and um, uh and drink, but not alcohol. We're talking about water, um, but but generally you wouldn't glug like a, a half a liter or, or a liter Look, in I, that time. I was just yeah. going to ask that. Yes. I mean, you talk about water here, but yes. why not that nice, refreshing, um, you know, um, uh, drinks which you can pull it from the fridge? You know, maybe a. Um, soda drink or whatever you have why not one of those refreshing well, drinks uh well th- why water things that are well because water is it, the water the the body has um 70% water so that's what we're made that's up right. of so we actually need water f- to function and with drinks that um, are carbonated that actually is not actually good for the body, and we'll talk about that another time. You've got a cheeky smile on, so you, you knew the answer, didn't you? Yes, you did. <laughs> so the short of it is you need water to function at your optimal level. If you have a headache, try drinking some water, and especially with your children. If they're tired or if you're feeling fatigued or tired, give them a drink of water. That's usually what's, what the problem is, where we can't think clearly. We just haven't had enough water, and our, our, our body and our brain can't function properly. Calculate your minimum water by your... 30 mils per kilo that you weigh and do your best not to um, dilute your digestive juices by stopping um, drinking water 30 minutes before a meal and um, uh, two hours after. But if it's hot, of course, sip some more. And um, that's actually um, uh, the main things that we wanted to, to let you know today. Thank you so much uh, for uh, for that. That's wonderful. Uh, and wonderful. water is very important, uh, particularly here in Australia. Yes. That's oh, it's very important. So that is the why, the how, and when you should drink water. And we've also got a recipe, haven't we, Em? Yes, Naomi. What is that? <laughs> Our recipe today. Can you think what it would be? Tracy? Oh, something with water. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe a a lovely mix of water with some lemon juice and some mint leaves oh, or something beautiful. like that. That's I good. Know. I want to try that. But also fruit. Mm-hmm. So if you have um, a combination of watermelon, pineapple, grapes, mango, My that favorite. your favorite, and that actually hydrates the body. Mm. 
Oh, that's great. Wonderful. My dear friend, listening today, if you want to refresh yourself, you just uh, look in the fridge to see if you have some mango there, some watermelon, and... Grapes. Grapes. Wonderful. Grapes are in season uh, starting right now, and uh, Mm. that will be really good. Uh, Full of water. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us on uh, the Health Minute. And uh, my dear friend, if you have a question to ask us, why not to send a message to 04-888-808-11. We're taking a short break here, and we'll come back to... um, Take our uh, question for today to learn about faith in our times. But right now, a piece of music here. Uh, this is so sweet to trust in Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita. And today we have uh, Tracy Papandreou, Papandreou here in the studio with us. And also you just heard before the break uh, on the Health Minute, uh, Naomi and Emily. Uh, it's good to have you all uh, here today. 
Tracy, I'm coming to you right now because we are going to ask uh, what is fate then? What is fate? Can, can we start with just give us a little bit of uh, information about that? And uh, we are going to talk today a bit. How does fate change contemporarily? life. Mm. So I think when we when we look at a subject and look at how it impacts our lives it's important that we understand what that actual thing is that we want to talk about. So It's important for us to revisit. I know through the week we talked about what is faith but I think it's important to revisit that as we begin to um, as we begin to uh, look at the this this topic today, mm. so Hebrews eleven one to three gives us a text in relation to that, and it says, "Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony." By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God and the Mm. word of God is Jesus, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So this is telling us that faith gives us something to pin our hopes around and that it's all uh, related to many things that happened with this world and the framing of this world that we don't see with our naked eye these days mm. so uh and this this allows us to understand many things that are happening in our lives today i like that in uh, in hebrew how he puts it there because you know you heard about this um, uh, blind faith you know but even though uh, faith is the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of the things not seen but you have information about those things. Yes. Even you you may not see the, them, but you have information. It's yes. not blind faith. Yes. Just you have to, um, you know, believe something, but you don't know what it is. You haven't got an idea what it is. Now you have a lot of information. And we're even told in, in the word, I think it's Paul who talked about the fact that, you know, really man will have no excuse in the end if they have not believed mm. because they had the evidence of creation and nature in front of them all the time. That Absolutely. is one of the proofs of creation. Wonderful. Well, look, let's um, uh, give our friends listening today, uh, just for the interest of the offer which we have for for today, Naomi or Emily. Who would like to share about our offer today? Okay, yeah, the offer today is beautiful. It's um, a lovely uh, uh, Bible study Bible, and it's a New King James Version um, by Mark Finlay, and it's got all of his reading plan in it, a 12-month reading plan, and all of the words of Jesus are in red. And it's, um, as I said, it's a a Mark Finlay study. So that's got a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful gift, either for yourself, or maybe you'd like to, to, you know, text in and get it for somebody you know is just learning about Jesus. They're learning about God and they don't have a Bible. How lovely to give a gift of a Bible. Wouldn't that be wonderful? So soon we'll give you the code, but the number, if you want to write it down, is Zero four triple eight zero eight zero double one. So that's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, because the first time I thought you said zero eight zero, but um, yeah, it's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Now, if you just uh, want to know a bit more about Mark Finley, uh, this is a uh, 
worldwide uh, known evangelist uh, who also produced one of the first uh, uh, programs on uh, on satellite Uh, many, many years ago, he was all around the world. People used to watch him, watch him and a wonderful man with uh, lots of uh, good insights, you know, and he's having very good uh, Bible studies uh, put together. And can I just add too, you know, the fact that the Bible has a reading plan in it, I think is really makes reading of the Bible really accessible to people who, for whom it's new. I know that myself, when I was actually coming to understand the Bible more so, I was left with a Bible and a one-year reading plan. And I really believe it's during those 12 months when I was actually going through that reading plan that the Holy Spirit really worked on me. So uh, reading plans are really important for people Mm. who are less familiar with the Bible. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, uh, Tracy, uh, that's very good that you you pointed uh, us to uh, that wonderful uh, passage in uh, Hebrew, Hebrew 11 which uh, talks about faith being the substance of the things hoped for and um, the evidence of the things not seen. What else? I just wanted to follow up on that uh, because faith in Jesus, faith in God is very important. But I personally believe that faith in the veracity of the Bible is really important because I do know people who believe in God, but they don't necessarily believe in the veracity of the Bible. And I personally believe that they are missing out on so much because there is so much counsel. There is so much wisdom. It is a vehicle, a prominent vehicle that the Holy Spirit uses to speak to us and also to, you know, uh, direct people's lives in particular situations as well. And I'd also like to add the point that if you are a Christian, if you declare yourself as a Christian, you are a follower of Christ. And we have evidence that the scriptures were um, something that Christ really pointed people towards in Luke ten twenty five twenty six. This is a situation where a lawyer comes to him and and wants some information, and Jesus actually directs him back to the scriptures. Mm. It says, "And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?' And Jesus he said to him, "What is written in the law? What is your reading of it?" So there we have a situation. <laughs> where Jesus is actually directing somebody to ensure that they have made reference to the scriptures. So if you're a Christian, then we do, we are followers of Christ and Christ is our model. Now Christ was telling people, go and have a look what the scriptures say. So I think it's important for people to have faith in the veracity of the Bible. And if you are not sure about the veracity of the Bible, I would say make that one of your prominent things to do, to get that strong in your understanding so that you can build on the foundation of the wisdom that's in the Word Mm. from there on. And because we are uh, asking this question, how does faith change contemporary life? Uh, what would you like to, um, to tell us? Uh, what can true faith, you know, um, 
do for you my know, life. I started looking at this as I was preparing for our lesson tonight. I thought, where do I stop? Because there's so many things that faith brings to your life. And, you know, that's why I kind of wanted to labor the point about people getting comfortable with the veracity of the Bible mm. because the word brings so much to us. And, you know, you need to have that grounding first. Let's look at a few of the things that I personally believe that having a true faith, and this is talking about a born-again converted Mm. faith, um, can bring to you. So we know it brings hope. It helps us to deal with the current situation of evil in the world in which we live. Revelation 21.4 tells us, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. So we get a glimpse of what there is for us in the future. When we perhaps get a little bit overcome by this world and the evil that's in this world, you know, if we spend time looking at the news, we can kind of be overwhelmed by, you know, the evil that is in this world. We get a glimpse through the Bible. We get hope about this wonderful life that is there for us believers. Mm. So that's one of the great things. And, and that's hope. That's hope. Let's move on to the next one, love. It helps us to understand how much we are loved. Jesus' life and death shows us how much we are loved by Jesus, how much we are loved by God. The text John 3.16, which is well known by many people, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, when you really, it's it's easy for that to roll off your tongue, but when you really stop and you think about Mm. that, that's the God of the universe sent his son to die for me, and he would have done it if it was just me. I was the only sinner in this world. That's amazing love. And there's also a text that talks about the fact that we were loved before we even wanted anything to do with him, you know. And that's an incredible love that, you know, as humans is very hard for us to to get our, our head around. And that's certainly for those who perhaps... You know, uh, maybe in this life, in this this their current situation, maybe they do go through periods of feeling unloved, of feeling alone. Mm. When you have God in your life and you really have a relationship with Him, you know it, it's it's really hard to feel. And, and uh, just um, as you quoted from uh, um, John three uh, sixteen, uh, that wonderful golden uh, text of the Bible, as is known. But if you look in verse seventeen, also in my translation, which continues that you know that God so loved the world, says in uh, sixteen that he gave his only begotten son. But in seventeen says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Through him. Yes. You know, God is in the business of saving people. There will be a time of condemnation. It will be a time when we ourselves will put in that uh, position because we'll reject God. And then the final thing of the history of this world will be uh, that we'll be either on, on the right side 
with God or on the other side with the enemy. And, and it's my choice today, uh, my yeah. dear friend. It's my choice and your choice. And I'd also like to, because you brought up that point, Nick, say that there's a very big, big difference between how Satan operates and how God operates. Mm. Satan condemns and makes a person feel that they are lost. God, through the Holy Spirit, convicts a person mm. of their need to Repent turn, and, yeah, repent the, and mm. turn from from uh, their ways that perhaps are are, are not pleasing. That's very to good. God. What what what's uh, another thing if you like to point out? Because uh, so far we talked about uh, hope, hope and, and love, love. Um, acceptance of self. Mm. Because once you get your head around the fact that yeah, okay, uh, you know you had your DNA from your mum and dad, uh, but. They weren't exclusively involved mm. in your creation. That God was involved in creating you. It's very easy to then um, think of yourself as unique and that God has made me in a special way. Listen to Psalm 139, 13 to 14. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. So, you know, um, I can remember that, that I used to struggle with my curly hair. You know, I hated the fact that I had curly hair. It took me until I was about 40 before I accepted that I had curly hair. Um, instead of going, you know what? God's got a plan here. He, he knew how to knit the DNA together and make it all come together. And, you know, uh, he has made me wonderfully and he's made me unique. And this is why I should accept me for me and love the person that he has made. Amen for that. Amen. Mm. You know, some people may want to have curly hair and uh, blue <laughs> eyes and uh, 1.8 or more, whatever it is. You know, they have a standard. But <laughs> oh, It's not until you come to God that you fully can accept yourself, I think, and, one, and realize that he's made you fearfully and wonderfully. And I also believe that one of the things that uh, faith brings to you in your content- this contemporary life is vision and a greater degree of understanding with regard to end time prophecies. It helps us to see beyond this life to give us a biblical worldview through which we can understand the happenings of this world more clearly. So we're able to look at what's going on in the world through a different lens because we have an idea of what is going to happen in the future. Daniel 12, 1 to 4 says, At that time, Michael shall stand up the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time and at that time your people shall be delivered there's good news everyone who is found written in the book and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life some to shame and everlasting contempt those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever but you Daniel shut up the words and seal the book until the end of the of the time of the end many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase so we're getting a picture of what the end of time some of the some of the aspects of the mm. end of time and and we can see now with the naked eye you know what Daniel was talking about uh, if you 
couple of thousand years ago. Yeah, let me just add another one in there, there from the New Testament, Matthew 24. It talks about the signs of the times and the end of the age. Uh, so it says, uh, Now as he, this is Jesus, sat on the Mount of the Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be and when will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famine, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I say, we can look at what is happening in our in our current world and we look at those things through the lens of scripture through the lens of prophecy so we're able to um you know perhaps uh not be so concerned and worried you know i know people who they're not believers and and they go what is going on with this world mm. so so yeah and one more around that is 1 Thess- Thessalonians 4:16 to 18 for the lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of god and the dead in christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Mm. There we're being told that Scripture is there and our faith in the Scriptures is there to comfort us in the times which are difficult. Wonderful. I'm I'm wondering, my dear friend listening today, uh, um, what do you hope for? You know, uh, where are you at with love? Love for God? Love for your neighbor? Maybe love for yourself, you know, mm. because some people uh, hate themselves today. I wonder where you are. Probably you may like, like to let us know, maybe send us an encouragement uh, uh, to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And also, uh, I like, uh, Tracy, as you pointed out, that acceptance. It's a very important thing in uh, our journey with God. We are going to take a short break here because we want to give our listeners also the code for the book which you have prepared for today. And uh, Harvey, you may get now the the book. You just need to send us a text message just after we give you the code. And um, Naomi, again, what's the book for today? today. Hang on a second. Yep. Here I am. Thank you. Yeah, the book today is a beautiful Bible. It's a, the, the New King James Version. Um, all the writings of Jesus uh, are in red and there's a wonderful Bible study within it, a 12 month plan and, and a Bible plan to study it by Mark Finlay. And uh, to do that, all you need to do is, is, is uh, text the number 04888-80811. And the code today is SA, as in South Australia, SA 203 with no spaces. So SA203, and I noticed Sophia has texted us, texted us a while ago to say her Bible arrived today. So she's so excited she got it from one of the other programs. Isn't that great? That's so wonderful. You like it. Well, maybe one of your family members or someone, your neighbor who's just learning about Jesus, you could get it and give to them if they've already got one. And if you want a Bible study, like an actual 
Bible study in uh, to to have Emily or I or perhaps um, Nick or one of the pastors to come. Um, uh, why don't you text us? Why don't you reach out to mm. us and let us know that you or maybe a family member or maybe someone you know that has has been with Jesus but's actually walked away recently or in the past, and and you know that they would really benefit and love to have a Bible study. So just contact Faith FM, and somebody today um, will be able to reach out to you, whether you're in South Australia or Western Australia or wherever you're listening from, we'll be able to organize that for you. And the number is 4 888 Just text us with the code SA203. Wow, time is going so fast, uh, Tracy. Can't believe it. But let's uh, look. I need uh, to get my skates on, don't I? Because there's so many good things that come from this faith. So I'll just have to try and talk a little bit more clearly, uh, 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 f- more fast, but still remain clear. Okay, I want to tell people about this big one because this one is big for me personally. Uh, having faith brings to our contemporary life a great deal of peace. Mm. That's if I had to, if I could only choose one thing to say, it would be that peace is is what my faith brings to me. It helps me to understand that God's got my back, mm. you know, whatever's going on. And the, the scripture that I want to bring for this, and this was when I was baptized, I was asked to choose a particular scripture, and this was a scripture that was important to me. In Philippians 4, 6-7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that's, I can vouch for that. That's exactly what it's done for me. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven also says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And there's Romans 828 and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose so you know it brings great great peace when you can just give your worries to to the Lord he's got it all under control mm. Nick it also brings motivation I believe motivation to strive collaborating with the Holy Spirit we never do it on our own to reach our full potential in developing our skills to their full potential so we can live a successful life not in the sense of success as the world mm. deems it although that may come also um, doesn't doesn't mean that you can't be spiritually successful and also successful in the world. Um, But the main success that God is interested in is in using your skills to be able to offer yourself to be used by God to serve his purposes. And I'd like to quote Philippians 3, 12 to 14. This is, this is, um, uh, Paul talking about, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we're work- working with the Holy Spirit and uh, our faith helps us to to know that that we can be transformed. 2 Timothy 2.15 also says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So it gives us that motivation to be working. And it's not us, you know, 
working works. It's us allowing ourselves through the Holy mm. Spirit to actually uh, develop and use our talents for God. Wonderful. It, it also gives, there's so much, it also gives purpose and direction for my life. Psalm 139, 13 to 16, and we've quoted a little bit of this previously about the fact that, you know, we know that we're marvelously made because we were, you know, it was it was God who was knitting the DNA mm. of mum mm. and dad together to produce us. Um, but it, the psalm goes on and it says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. So we know that God, when he creates us, he has a purpose and direction for our lives. You know, I say to people, if you have passion for something that never goes away, then that is because that God has planted that in you at the time of your creation. Find a way to use that passion for him because he's put it there for a reason. It also gives trust in order for us to be able to surrender control of our lives. I can surrender my plans for my life to God, knowing that he knows better better than me what will be best for me I'm not trying to pray to him saying God you need to do this to work out my life this way instead I'm saying like Jesus did Lord your will be done I can willingly ask God to transform any part of my life that he knows needs changing Proverbs 3 5 to 6 says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths Nick it also helps me to make wise decisions I have faith to follow God's counsel and this is why I was talking about how important it is to have faith in the mm. word as well and the veracity of the Bible um, there's so much in God's counsel there's wisdom in things like diet information, exercise, caring for the body, the types of relationships we establish with each with others, all of that is in the word. And 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. One of our favorite verses uh, we here on the right bit, time. We yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And, and I love that you put those uh, things in the picture, you know, and the last one uh, was joy. Yes, joy through an abundant life. John 10.10 10 tells us, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. This is Jesus speaking. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And I just want to finish on this note Um uh, Nick, Romans fifteen thirteen, and, and and this is a beautiful thing that 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 um that Paul was actually saying to the Roman church, and it's almost like you know an aspirational prayer for these people. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy 
and peace in believing that you may abound mm. in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Nick, if I can just squeeze it in because I've just remembered another thing. Mm. There may be people saying, wow, this faith thing sounds really good, but you know, if I'm really honest with myself, I'm not there at that point. How do I increase my faith? Romans 10, 17 tells us, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get that Bible that's part of our offer today and get stuck into it. Wonderful. And thank you so much. That was a marathon of uh, information <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> but hey, uh, look, we are here and we can prove we are four people here which yeah. experienced uh, change in our life Peace, uh, joy yes yeah. and myself from the show business uh, Naomi from the uh, you know acting and uh, all other things and I believe uh, yourself Tracy and Emily uh, if I will say 20 seconds each which one will choose and uh, maybe impacted your life I will start myself with trust because I love in Psalm 37 7 says Trust in the Lord and wait patiently mm-hmm. for Him. Mm. Any any thoughts, uh, guys? Just in well, I or- already said mine. Yeah. The peace is the thing that that's Wonderful. really brought for me. Well, for me, I was um, the verse was all things work together for good to them that love God. Yes, that's love, Emily. Yeah, definitely would be peace. I think just knowing that you know, even though this world is so unsettling, knowing that. I can experience that now and what I can look forward to as well. Wonderful. Yeah, Thank you so much, guys, for all your thoughts uh, today. Uh, my dear friend, join us next time when we are talking about prophecy, the Bible, and Nostradamus. And the first question we'll ask is, should I trust Nostradamus? Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. in Christ.
Christ and the Christ's in me That with faith I see what is unseen To hear with my heart, to see with my soul To be guided by a hand I cannot hold To trust in a way that I cannot see That's what faith must be Thank you.